Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Preserve and protect your health by listening live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to have a great show for you with a wonderful guest, Dr. Arthur Epstein. He's taken time out of his really busy schedule to be with us, so I really hope that everybody stays tuned in. We're going to be talking today about new treatments for dry eye and blepharitis and probably some other ailments as well. Now, Dr. Epstein, he um, grew up in the Bronx of New York. He graduated from the City College of New York in psychology, and then he went on to the State University of New York and the State College of Optometry, where he also was the college's first resident in ocular disease. He's one of the nation's best and nationally known eye specialists, and he's also a regular Good Morning America specialist. So now I would love to bring him on to our show. Hello there, Dr. Epstein. Hi, Denise. Hi, Denise, and uh, hi to all your listeners. I'm, I'm really excited about this, uh, this afternoon and evening on the East Coast. Wonderful, just wonderful. Now, I also um, forgot to mention that you're the co-founder of your own dry eye center in Arizona. I just want everybody to know that. Um, you, you also serve as the director of clinical research. I like to start my show out by asking my guest, how did you get on the path that you're on today? That's, yeah, that's, a, <laughs> that's a question I, I, know. I, I, often, I often ask myself, <laughs> especially late, late, late in the evenings when I've had a day filled with uh, very, very difficult patients. Like, you know, how, did I, how did I get here? Um, actually, in truth, I would not change uh, change. Oh, I would change a few things. I think everyone would change a few things. But um, I, I, I'm really in, in a, I would say, a very, very happy place. I, I sometimes joke with my children that you know, for some reason I, I disappear to tomorrow. I do a lot of flying, and if, I, if the plane goes down, I've literally accomplished far more than I ever could have possibly imagined as, as a kid growing up in the Bronx. I've uh, made friends literally all over the world. I've spoken in, in probably 70 or 80 countries. I've uh, educated people. I've changed people's lives, and I've learned so many things. Uh, and uh, so the, the path, I think, was one of trying to combine uh, just, you know, the realities of of uh, life, making a living, you know, getting married, having kids, with doing something that would really make a difference in people's lives. And I tend to be very... Um, uh, focused on understanding things. I you know, was curious even even as a kid, uh, and whenever I find a problem that, that I, I can't quite solve, I try to um, look at the science, absorb the science, even when it's challenging, in fact, especially when it's challenging, and then uh, find ways of expressing it uh, so that my patients can understand it. And that led me to a, a career of educating colleagues. And, you know, I've spent probably almost as much time seeking educating colleagues as I have uh, indirect patient care. So so I guess that's how. I guess I was a, a closet author, a, um, a, secret, a secret speaker, um, especially for a shy kid and someone who really wanted to um, do something positive, you know, um, and, and make, make things better. Well... You certainly have um, made a huge impact on a lot of people, and um, let's um, celebrate that. 
let's get into our topic relative to new treatments for dry eye. What can you tell our listeners? Well, you know that, that it's interesting because you know my career has evolved, and uh, I think you know my profession uh, and uh, eye care in general has evolved. And dry eye is probably the hottest topic today uh, in eye care, and it's a hot topic for uh, several reasons. Number one, we're seeing more and more dry eye patients today than we've ever seen before. The condition has literally exploded. Uh, and that is coincident with a much greater understanding of why we see as much dry eye um, as as we do. I think before we even start talking about um, dry eye treatments, we probably should would probably describe what dry eye is because I can imagine there must be you know hundreds if not thousands of people listening to us and saying, "Oh, I have dry eye," and they may not even have dry eye. Uh, dry eye is a very complex disorder, and it's probably the worst possible name uh, for a condition because most patients who have dry eye uh, actually make more than enough tears. They don't have any issues with tear production. Uh, the biggest problem they have is with the stability of the tears and tear evaporation. So probably the, 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 the biggest thing that's happened in dry eye is, number one, recognition of the, the prevalence and depth of the problem, the realization that it's occurring in a much, much younger population. My average patient used to be in their mid-60s, and today I would say that the average patient is probably getting close to high 30s. And, in fact, just in the last two weeks, I've seen two, I'm sorry, three, uh, oddly three children, all of whom were 14, 14 years of age, and sometimes we even see younger, uh, younger folks. Uh, and um, again, we also have some amazing treatments. You know, circle back to, to your original question. Um, we are able mm-hmm. to modify the environment uh, around the eyes, which can contribute significantly. Um, there's a, a, a genius in uh, Northern California, a, a chemist, who has a really interesting life story, by the way. But I won't, I won't uh, uh, go go uh, off off path on that. But he recognized that the best way of dealing with certain infectious conditions was using uh, natural treatments. And uh, in, in the case of uh, infection, for example, our white cells release a compound called uh, hypochlorous acid. Sounds sounds terrible, but hypochlorous acid is actually unbelievable uh, because it not only kills the bugs, but it also blocks the toxins that they release, which can be very irritating around the eye, uh, and also uh, inactivates the enzymes that bacteria produce, which allows them to invade tissue and infect. And in the case of the eye, it completely disrupts the tear film. Uh, so this hypochlorous acid product, this pure product, you figured out a way of not only uh, synthesizing and producing it, but also keeping it stable so it could be commercially viable. Uh, and it literally has transformed the way we manage patients with both blepharitis, which is a, a lid inflammation that's fairly common, mm-hmm. uh, as well as dry eye. And, and this, 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 uh, this, it's called Avanova, uh, and it, it's just really changed the way uh, we, we manage patients. It's uh, amazing. Is it a topical? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, put on with uh, uh, you know, a makeup removal pad or a Q-tip, and uh, I tell patients to saturate their eyelids. In fact, uh, I try to equate things to uh, regimens and routines that patients understand that they're familiar with. So I use the dental model uh, extensively, and I tell them, just like you brush your teeth, I want you to apply this to your lid margins and saturate your lid margins rather uh, twice a day, morning mm-hmm. and night. The difference is amazing because it gets rid of a lot of the in, inflammatory aspects of uh, both dry eye and blepharitis, and the patients feel better, which is great because that gets them you know, kind of excited. In some cases, these patients have just been miserable for, for years and years, and mm. suddenly they're, they're feeling better, uh, and uh, it reinforces you know, the rest of the, the therapy. And, all the, and, and oddly, you know, it's funny, as I think of it, most of the therapies that I, that I use are uh, simple, mechanical, the kind of things that could have been done uh, in many ways years ago or, or even nutritional. The um, the Adonova medicine, how long has it been around? 
Uh, actually, less than a year. It's 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 a very funny story. My uh, wife is also uh, an eye doctor, and uh, uh, one day I get a friend from uh, sorry a call from one of my friends who uh, has joined this company Novabank, which is the company that makes it. And you know, and we were very close, and you know, we kept in touch. But you know, he just got this job, and he, so he calls me. I'm so excited, and he says, "Hey, I'm working with Novabank." I said, "Hey, congratulations. That's great." Um, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm working with this this uh, new product, you know, for eyelids. And, you know, I, I said, really, eyelids? You know, it's like, you know, you know, I, you know when you say eyelids, the most eye doctors, most of them don't get too excited. And most of the products up to that point really were not very exciting, to be frank. And I go, you know, ho-hum. And he says, well, you know, let me send you some samples. And, you know, he does. The samples sit on my desk gathering dust. I, you know, I just didn't get around to using them. My wife has... <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm bad. I'm very bad that way. My wife uses it, uh, and I'm, you know, traveling somewhere doing some lectures. Oh. Or something. I come home. Oh uh, she has some really bad blepharitis patients, and and she says, uh, she says, what's in that stuff? I said, what are you talking about? She said that you know the samples that are on your on your drawer on your desk rather. Uh, you know, I gave it out to a couple patients with chronic, really bad blepharitis. And these patients, um, it literally was the only thing that's ever worked for them. And they came back, two of them were so frightened that they couldn't get more. I didn't know where to get it because there were samples. So, um, you know, it kind of piqued my interest. I started using it, and I had a very similar, uh, similar, in fact, uh, probably even more uh, exuberant response. I was actually quite shocked. Uh, we don't typically, uh, in, in healthcare, in medicine in general, prescribe something where a patient goes, oh, my God, this, you know, literally changed, transformed me right then and there. Um, that's really unusual. When that happens, it gets our attention. And that's actually, that's exactly what happened. It really was, was quite, quite an honor. Oh, my gosh, that's, great. that's a great story. It really is. Yeah. On the, on the uh what are the symptoms? Is it, um, does it affect the, the upper eyelid as well as the lower both uh, simultaneously? What do you see in patients? Great question. And so a a little very brief and very simple lesson in anatomy, because frankly, uh, many of my colleagues are confused. You know, the terminology blepharitis has been misused and beat up and and not really uh, managed very well. So the, the lid can be divided into two sections, front and back, anterior and posterior. The anterior lid margin has the eyelashes. Everybody looks at people and sees their eyelashes. So we do see anterior blepharitis, which is what I call blepharitis. It's, it's an inflammation or sometimes an infection of the eyelids. It can be caused by bacteria. It can be caused by uh, overproduction of oil. It could be seborrhea. It could, could be very much like dandruff. And uh, there's also posterior blepharitis, which we'll talk about, which is meibomian gland dysfunction, which is the, the root cause of dry eye. And you know, we'll talk about some of the therapies for that. Uh, uh, we'll talk about uh, nutritional therapies, which are very exciting, which work well. And we'll talk about so many other things. But blepharitis, for, for most of us, the, the real uh, definition of the term is inflammation of the of the lashes, you know, the lids and lashes. And in some cases, it can become chronic. We see this in some young folks, we see this very often in, in uh, the elderly. Uh, the eyes become very inflamed, the rims become red, and sometimes just thicken, sometimes three to four times their normal thickness. Lashes are lost. In some cases where there are uh, infections, there can be infections with mites, demodex, uh, and this can become very, very, very difficult to manage. You know, in the past, we've used topical antibiotics and we've used uh, lid scrubs containing detergents and things of that sort. And where you do have to clean the, the lid margins, I think that's very important. Uh, none of those have been very, very effective because, frankly, um, this is a chronic recurring condition, very, very hard to manage, uh, and, um, and in patients often aren't compliant with difficult uh, tasks with you know, having to clean the lids on a regular basis with something that really doesn't seem to help. In fact, many of the detergents would dry the skin out and you know, even, make things, even make things worse. Uh, so with blepharitis, you really want you know as natural and normal a clear uh, a cure rather as uh, as possible a treatment as possible and you know that's where hypochlorous comes in works very very well uh, for most patients so it goes from you know red and and, and thickened inflamed 
uh, very quickly to quiet, and uh, what you want is just normal, healthy-looking uh, lash margins. You want full lashes. You, um, you know, you want the eye to be um, uh, comfortable and and, and normal-looking. So, and uh, you know that works well. Sometimes we do need to you know, clean the lash margins. We can use manual devices, or we now have automated devices that can actually. Uh, debride or, or you know, scale, you know, if you will, the the, the lid margins mm-hmm. and the lashes, and that and that can be helpful as well. Does it ever not affect the lashes and just the lid? Uh, absolutely. In fact, um, it, at least in my oh. patient population, you know, it's quite odd. You know, my my wife and I have practice in the same in the same office, and uh, we see uh-huh. almost very different patient demographics. So blepharitis is less of an issue for me. My bony gland dysfunction uh, is a very, very big issue for me. In fact, the vast majority of the patients I see who have dry eye, in fact, the literature says that uh, 84, 86, uh, you know, depending on who you read. In fact, there's a recent paper that says you know, close to 90% of all people who have you know, classically described dry eye actually have my gland dysfunction. The meibomian glands are in the posterior lid, the portion of the lid that's closest to the eye itself, uh, and the, the glands produce a very, very thin, very complex oil. Normally, the consistency is like baby oil. It's clear and shiny you know, and, and runs uh, like water. If you actually you know, press on the lid margins, you can express some of the oil in a healthy patient, and you can literally see it bubble up through the orifices, the openings of the glands. And the nice thing about the oil, and, and I think this uh, anatomy is very important for patients to understand, is that it's the um, roof of the tear film. And, and people get confused when I say roof of the tear film. So I need to explain that the tear film, even though it's a thin film, uh, is there, number one, for vision. The reason why we have a tear film isn't to keep the eye wet. The reason we have a tear film is that it's the only solution to the problem of how do you make a perfectly smooth surface that focuses light so that you can see predators coming from half a mile away. That there's a very strong selection process for us to have a very sharp, acute uh, you know, visual system, and the tear film is the, the first step, the interface, if you will, between air and the, and the rest of the eye that converts light into, into vision. Uh, and that you know our ancestors developed a very very acute uh, visual system based on this you know smooth stable uh, tear film and uh, you know people way back in the you know early days of mankind that didn't have the stable tear film and couldn't see were the ones who waited around for the family dog when it was a lion coming. So uh, uh, and they weren't our ancestors; they didn't end up being our ancestors. So you know that's the first thing. And then mm-hmm. I explain. A system this complex, you know, if you really uh, think about it, you know, has to have a lot of elements, uh, and uh, the elements are there for specific reasons. So I said the easiest way to think of it is think of it like a structure, like a building, for example. It has the foundation, just like Mm -hmm. a house does, and the foundation is there uh, to keep the building stable. In the case of the eye, it keeps the tiers in place, even though we spend our waking hours vertical. You know, we have a convex surface, so the tears should really roll right off and you know, roll down our cheeks, but yet the tears stay in place because of this transformational layer, this foundation that holds the tears in place and turns the surface of the eye from something that would repel water to something that embraces and attracts and holds uh, the watery part of the tears in place. Then we have a structure like the walls, basically protective and cushiony. It's, it's actually a gel, so the tears that we think of when we watch an emotional movie and tears roll down our, our cheeks, the salty, watery tears really aren't the tears that we're, we're talking about that keep the eye comfortable and keep us seeing well. Those are structural tears. And on top of the walls of these structural tears, we have a roof. Uh, and just like the roof of a house, when you have a hole in it, water will get in and damage the walls, eventually erode the foundation, and the whole structure will collapse. Same with the tear film, except in this case, when you don't have a coherent, cohesive roof that stays stable, and in fact the roof is a very important part of the stability of a house or of the tear film, what ends up happening is moisture is lost and the tear film literally collapses. The eye is exposed to the atmosphere. The surface is damaged, and that's the reason why most patients come in, because they're uncomfortable uh, and uh, and their vision is, is unstable and uh, you know they're miserable. And that's you know that really is what dry eye is about. What you know the the term dry eye to me as a layperson, 
I would think is your eyes are dry, and so they hurt. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's right. that's just how how I I view it. But it, it's it's such a much more complex, um, if you want to call it an ailment, uh, because with dry eye, it sounds like to me, from what you've been saying, you could have redness in the lower lid, you could have redness on the upper lid, you your eyes could hurt. But you right. could have dry eye or you could have blepharitis. Right. Right. And 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 in fact what what we do clinically is we separate the two. Although they're related and they do often go hand in hand, um we treat blepharitis and we look at blepharitis mm. as, as unique and different. We even though you know, for example, I would use Avanova to treat both because it's effective in in both conditions, uh, because both conditions are associated with inflammation. Both conditions are associated with an overgrowth of staph bacteria. Uh, both are uh, associated with a change in the in the local environment. But dry eye is an animal all onto its own. You know, for example, um, mm-hmm. uh, I think the system is 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 very interesting. So you know, if I asked. Uh, you know your listeners to think about how they can create a, a, a stable tear film and create that roof, and they came to the same conclusion that, that nature did, or you know the, the the process of our evolution or creation, however you want to look at it, and that we ended up with this oily layer. So how do you get the oil onto the eye? How do you mix oil with water so that it creates a stable layer? It's actually it's a very complex problem. So you know, and and why are we seeing so many problems today? You know why why didn't we have problems? back you know, when our great-grandparents were around? And, and the answer is actually very, very interesting. Uh, number one, you know, things were certainly very different back then. Uh, many of our grandparents or great-grandparents were illiterate. You know, there wasn't a lot of reading going on, and we know that people who do a lot of reading and a lot of intense close work, their blink rate decreases. So the blink is the weak link in this whole process. The blink is such a critical factor in producing these oils because it squeezes these glands that are running radially up and down the lid. And not only that, nutrition has changed dramatically. You know, a hundred years ago, most of our intake of essential oils were uh, omega-3s, and processed foods are filled with omega-6s, which are actually pro-inflammatory and don't give the glands the building blocks of oils that uh, produce those clear, beautiful, baby, you know, oil-like consistency, which is so important for the functioning of the eye. So a lot of patients are deficient in omega-3s. And even more importantly, oh, um, they, they go out and they and they they eat you know fast foods all the time, which have even more omega sixes and less omega threes. So they they not only don't have the building blocks to make the oil, they also have inflammation. You know, they're literally inflaming their own glands. So the lack of of oh. and, and lack of blinking. So they're sitting there literally with computers in front of their noses at work, and then they walk out. Especially the young folks. They walk out, they're stuck, they're wedded to these smartphones, their blink rates mm-hmm. are almost non-existent, mm-hmm. and so they're not blinking, not clearing the glands. The glands stagnate, the oils become thick and, and rancid, and they can't be expressed by the blink, and they're not even blinking because, you know, they're sitting there staring at a computer, and their foods don't support, you know, healthy oil production. You know, so... So one of the things we do, you know, for example, is we we recommend uh, nutritionals, and that's uh, an important. You know, we talked about learning before. Uh, I used to tell people go out and 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 find any you know of the fish oil you know products. They're you know omega threes, uh, and you know just take you know two capsules. You know the least expensive is fine. They're all the same. They're not all the same as it turns out. Um, there is a big difference between triglyceride based omega threes, which are extra refined, if you will. It's a simple way of describing it. And that's the natural form. That's the form that exists within, you know, healthy fish that are sourced from the ocean, you know, not farm-fed fish, which are filled with omega-6s because they're fed corn mush. Uh, And uh, triglyceride, I'm sorry, uh, ethylester omega-3s, which are uh, the inexpensive uh, omega-3s that you get, you know, in a a pharmacy or you can get in in a large, you know, big box discount store. Uh, I tell people that in order to get enough omega-3 to counter your your terrible diet, uh, you'd have to take, you know, 12 to 14 of those big tablets just to get sufficient quantities in your blood supply to actually make the glands or help the glands function normally. 
So we even actually sell, we sell a product called PRN, which is a, a great triglyceride. There's another product, Nordic Naturals, which is available in some of the health food stores. And there, there are a few others, not many. So um, when your listeners uh, think about taking omega-3, mm-hmm. which is heart healthy and, and healthy in general, but very healthy for, for eyes, um, they should look, number one, for triglyceride-based uh, omega-3s, uh, and they should make sure they're taking a sufficient quantity and actually talk to uh, you know, talk to their eye doctor uh, or talk to, you know, I mean, in fact, there's a lot of doctors that then carry the PRN brand because they want their patients to get, um, you know, the right type of omega-3 at the right concentration. And, and by the way, those two things, um, using the right mm-hmm. omega-3 and Avanova, I call it my one-two punch, that literally has transformed my practice from a practice oh my with patients that was that were really unhappy and difficult. You know, we, we typically see the average patient we see, I've seen four to six other doctors, and we're now probably at about a 90-plus percent success rate, and I, and I um, value success rate. Uh, I describe success as having a patient say, yes, I feel much better now than mm-hmm. uh, when I first came mm-hmm. to see you. So, and and oh it's just those two things. I mean, there, there are lots of other I love solutions. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, love solutions to problems. Oh, especially especially when it's self-reinforcing. Can you imagine going in every day and you have all these poor people who had all these problems, and you're kind of a last resort. They seek you out to help them, and we really don't have solutions. So it kind of forces you to find solutions. And then when you finally find things that work for people, it's it's a it's it's transformative. It's absolutely. It, Seriously, is amazing, uh, and um, I had a, I had a 14-year-old the other day uh, say to me, you know, I said this it was this different than you know, previous visits, the previous visits to doctors, and he said, yeah, you know, you I've, I've, you've spoken to me for close to an hour, so I I chuckled because you know that is kind of different these days. Most most doctor visits are about 10 minutes if you're lucky, uh, and he said, you know, you're the first person who really wants to try to help me, uh, and it re- I couldn't stop thinking about this poor kid because he's absolutely miserable. It's just, you know, I described him to a colleague as having um, 70-year-old lids and 90-year-old uh, corneas. I mean, his, his eyes are just terror, just in horrible, horrible shape. Uh, oh, my and, gosh. Uh, and we have ways of, of, of managing it. And, and then that's why it's exciting. That's why I feel like I'm, you know, I, I'm, I go in almost rejuvenated every day. I really get to make a big difference for people. I wanted to um, to tell you that um, the FDA they just green lighted the novel stem cell therapy for retinas. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty exciting but stuff. It, it, stem cell stem cells are amazing. In fact, we use them uh, on the ocular surface. We use amniotic membranes, so it's basically a, a variation of you know sort of a close cousin of stem cell technology, and this is miraculous. I mean, it's it's mind blowing, miraculous for a clinician. For example, we have someone who comes in who has an infection, and their eye is sick, terrible shape, and you know that they're going to have a big scar right in the middle of the center of their eye, and it's going to really have a horrible impact on their vision. Using amniotic membrane, and we have contact lens like devices that contain it. We literally can treat the infection, use the amniotic membrane, and within a week, the eye looks literally like you're looking at a newborn's eye. It looks pristine, clear. Uh, it's the difference you know, from 15, 20 years ago where in the cornea clinic, and I was uh, on staff at a university hospital uh, center and I attended every cornea clinic, we would see these poor people and we'd know that their vision would be miserable, you know, 2070, 2100, if they were lucky, and there was nothing that you could do other than maybe a cornea transplant down the road, and that wasn't a great answer. Now, with amniotic membrane, in many cases, you know, like everything else with humans, there's variability, but in many cases, you literally can save these eyes from significant visual loss by you know, what seems to be a, a simple, easily performed procedure. So it's we, we and, really and those, a major miracle. And, and those membranes are from stem, stem cells? Uh, they're from cord. Where, where does it come um, from? Uh, from um, when? Uh, when uh, you know, it's funny. I I always block on uh, umbilical cord from umbilical cord. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, okay, it, I just wanted yeah, to exactly. 
we had yeah. normal healthy births, you know, nothing, you know, nothing, uh, you know, unusual. And, right, uh, right. Know, they're, they're processed. A lot, of parents, and, a lot of parents are storing that when they have their children. Yeah, yeah, blood and, and ability, yeah. And, and what, what's, yeah, what's brilliant storing, about it is that the body future. thinks, you know, when the body co- comes in contact with it, it thinks that the... Uh, uh, that it's back, you know, it's back in the womb, and you, you, you're familiar, I'm sure, with some of the surgery that's done in, you know, in utero. When the babies come out, you can yes. even find a scar. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's oh remarkable. Mm. Yeah, it's mm. it, it's 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 exciting, you know, and and you know, sometimes sometimes what's interesting is sometimes these things come suddenly, and sometimes these things take time. So you know, mm-hmm. one of my one of my favorite stories is. Um, I have a mentor named Donald Corb, and uh, he uh, practices for many years in, in Boston. A very academically focused uh, guy who was cutting edge in a lot of ways. He invented some breakthrough contact lenses. His passion was always um, the eyelids, the dry eye, uh, mybomian lens function. He first described the term mybomian lens dysfunction in about 1980 uh, and published uh, on it. And has worked kind of you know steadfastly all these years, all these years, and uh, and recently I think because of his work has transformed the way the rest of us look at these problems. And in fact, not only has he done that, but he came up with diagnostic instrumentation. We can actually measure the thickness of the lipid layer, the oil layer on top of the tear film down to nanometers. So it's pretty, you know, and this is something we have in our own offices. Um, he also came up with a device, you know, very simple, but, you know, it uh, took years and years to develop that heats up the mybomian so it melts the oil from the inside out and can express the oil. This, this is something that you need to do because if you don't clear glands, they don't resume function. You can't get what glands exist to work. And uh, I think you can even resurrect some of the glands that, you know, appear to be gone, you know, the glands, uh, you know. By the way, this, I should add that mybomian gland dysfunction as the cause of dry eye is a chronic progressive condition uh, that uh, you do need to address because if you don't, it continues to get worse and it can get to the point of being non-recoverable. But he came up with this device that actually, you know, takes 15 minutes to go in the office and empties out the glands completely and, uh, you know, literally transform the patients. It's called Lipoflow. It's another oh my gosh. major, major what's breakthrough. It what's it called? Uh, Lipoflow. Lipoflow, made by a company called Tear Science, which I you know, such a nice name, Tear Science. Uh, wow. And, uh, you know, and, and he's he's kind of the guiding light and uh, medical director, you know. Uh, That's you interesting. Know, yeah. So and we also we also have other really exciting things, you know, in, in, in the pipeline, which is, you know, which gets me, gets my blood uh, boiling, uh, not boiling, but, you know, running, flowing. Yeah, what, what, does the, what does the future hold? Well, we have, you know, it's interesting. So there's, companies are very much like people. You know, I, I like most people I meet. You know, I tend to be a, a liker, uh, so I'm pretty easygoing when it comes to that. Maybe you know, maybe it was my mom's influence on me, uh, and I've had good relationships with most of the industry. I think most industry wants to produce some you know really good things. We've had a lot of failures in dry eye, which is really very disturbing. We had uh, a, a company called Inspire. It's a wonderful, wonderful company. They had a a, um, a product. Uh, called diclofosol, which looked very promising for dry eye. Uh, the FDA is very, very stringent when it comes to approving products, and I think the approval process is is kind of flawed because it looks at signs and symptoms that causes. You know, so uh, you know, it's it, it's like um, you know, it's like looking at uh, maybe with a painkiller, you'd want to show that it mm-hmm. reduces pain, but you know, if you're dealing with something that's you know more systemic, you'd want to fix the problem right. that's causing the pain. So uh, a lot of things have kind of hit the wall and slid down. Well, we have a new company that's come in, and and I really like this company philosophically. It's called Shire. Uh, They focus primarily uh, in uh, making drugs for 
uh, for rare diseases. You know, so you know, to me, anybody who wants to focus on you know these poor people that have these unusual problems that formerly no one paid any attention to, it kind of says volumes about your philosophy, your core philosophy. Well, thank goodness they're working in dry eye. They have a product called Lefitigrass. Um, its early clinical studies look very promising. It's before the FDA, uh, you know, or will be uh, soon. It has expedited, uh, uh, you know, expedited. I don't want to say approval, but an expedited processing, so to speak. Uh, and I'm kind of excited about that because it um, reduces inflammation. It's an anti-inflammatory uh, drug, uh, but it works on the surface. And the, we sometimes forget that, um, you, you know, however the eye was constructed, there's brilliance there. And the surface is very important because not only does the surface suffer from inflammation, but it also is the conductor of the inflammation orchestra, if you will. Uh, you know, for example, you know, a lot of your listeners probably have eye allergy. It's very, very common. And we think, oh, it just makes your eyes itch and your eyes water. That's absolutely true. And inflammation mm -hmm. would kind of make sense, you know, uh, because it's trying to wash away the irritant, the allergen. But sure. a lot of the sure. process... It occurs on the surface. There are cells on the surface that actually orchestrate the whole inflammatory cascade. So by targeting those cells, you really can modulate or reduce uh, inflammation. Well, this product is, is focused on um, inflammation, and it's focused on the surface. We're better to focus uh, you know, uh, a treatment for ocular surface disease than on the surface. So I'm kind of excited about that. I think that's uh, you know, that'll be coming uh, in the next year, hopefully. Uh, and there are, uh, oh, are a whole bunch of great. startups, you know, a whole bunch of startups, uh, particularly in New England for some reason. Maybe it's the clam chowder. Uh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> they're, they're investigating a lot, of, a lot of new <laughs> products. Let's talk a little bit about the antibiotic-resistant issue that we have that's impacting people's eye health. What's going on there? Oh, it's uh, it's not just eye health. It's um, it's uh, systemic health. It's very frightening. You know, you, you really have to think twice when you check into a hospital these days. Uh, it's it's actually you know it's it's simple. Bugs are smart, and uh, you know, I kind of alluded to it before. Uh, you know, uh, uh, bacteria and, and other pathogens have a prime directive, you know, to go through their life cycle and do their thing with uh, with as little resistance as possible. And part of that strategy is number one, the strong survive, and uh, number two, if you create a challenge, they overcome it. So, you know, bacteria number one, they kill each other off. They release exotoxins to, you know, kill each other off. So the strong survive. And then if you add an antibiotic to the mix, you know, a lot of them may get killed, but there's always going to be a survivor who has some genetic mutation. And uh, the net result is that population is going to thrive and then they're going to evolve as the primary and dominant population. So uh, in the eye, we don't have a lot of latitude when it comes to infection. You know, with uh, meibomian gland dysfunction, we have, uh, you know, that's something where we can manage it relatively easily. People don't go blind in a day, but when it comes to ocular infection, particularly corneal infection, uh, those infections can be very, very rapid and very, very devastating. So we have to come up with something that works well, and uh, resistance can be a real, a real problem. To counter that, the good news is we can apply very large concentrations of antibiotic, often enough to even overcome resistance. So the eye has not been generally as adversely impacted as the rest of the body. However, we do lose eyes because of uh, resistant organisms, and it is a problem. In fact, that was you know, probably the driving force for uh, the founder of Novabay. In fact, if you look at the company's uh, you know, mandate, it is to create non-antibiotic antimicrobials. Hypochlorous acid is just one of those uh, things that he built you know, by using the body's own strategies. The nice thing about the body's ability to find infection is that it doesn't recognize resistance. It will not be impeded by resistance. So um, you can't, uh, as an organism, become resistant to something that blows you up. You know, it's almost like throwing dynamite, mm. you know, in a building. So uh, you know, it just blows the organism away. So there's no opportunity for resistance. Oh my gosh! They're working on organicides as well and other uh, innovative things. So there are, you know, there is hope. There are companies like Novavay that are working on um, some really, really exciting strategies for resistance, uh, resistant organisms in general. But 
there may be a time, um, you know, in the not too distant future where we may be, you know, seriously uh, set back in terms of our ability to fight infection, and it's and it's very worrisome. Mm. Well, I hope I hope not. Listeners, if you're just joining in, we're talking with Dr. Arthur Epstein of Phoenix Eye Care of Arizona, and um, our subject matter is new treatments for dry eye and blepharitis. Would you care to um, recap for our listeners the solutions that you've come up with that have been highly successful in your clinic for treating these uh, eye issues? Sure, actually, in, in fact, recap, and I'll even expand. Um, so, the the uh, so we always look for. I think any good clinician looks for simplest, most direct approach, most effective approach for uh, for managing patients and, and and getting to be successful and healthy as quickly as possible. Uh, and when you concentrate on something, you know, to the extent I do, it becomes imperative that you figure this out fairly quickly because you have all of these uh, patients that really have significant needs. So we've broken it down really into, you know, several main areas. And in fact, I'll even, you know, expand a little bit on on, uh, some of the other areas that are, you know, aligned with that as well. So uh, first thing is maintaining healthy tissues, healthy surround, healthy lids. And for me, the breakthrough was in fact, I feel like I was literally in the dark before you know we stumbled on this. Uh, is Avanova? Uh, it was originally called eyelid cleanser, but I think that was a little confusing. And Avanova is pure hypochlorous acid. It's the only product that, that uh, is pure. Just it's impossible to stabilize it. In fact, the brilliance of this was uh, that it was uh, developed in a way that keeps it stable over time, so that you know it can be bottled and uh, used, stored and used by patients. And what it does is, number one, it kills bacteria, which is a big issue in blepharitis, inflammation and infection of the lids, as well as uh, meibomian gland dysfunction, which is the root cause of dry eye. And in my practice, over 90%, probably I would say 95% of all patients who have dry eye, meibomian gland dysfunction is the primary cause or the major contributor to that. Uh, And uh, it uh, blocks or inactivates the toxins that bacteria produce, which produce red eyes and inflammation and irritation, as well as uh, you know doing their normal function of killing off their the bacterial neighbors. But most importantly, it blocks enzymatic activity. Bacteria produce enzymes that break down lipids. Uh, for bacteria, that's their way of getting into you know, your skin, if you will, getting into your skin to cause infection. But in the eye, it breaks down the oils that are present and it destabilizes the tear film. So, you know, it, it does three specific things uh, and is extremely effective at all of the, at all of them, and, and really is great uh, for managing these external diseases and also makes patients feel more comfortable. The second side of that um, that that issue is a nutritional one. Uh, and by educating patients about the differences between different omega-3s, which are critically important in our diet and have uh, diminished greatly over time, uh, and getting them on track. And you know, for us, it's PRN, which is physician-recommended nutraceuticals. And, you know, they uh, work with doctors in different uh, specialties, you know, eye care, optometry, ophthalmology, what is the name? What's the name of, uh, what's, what's the, name oh, of P- the company P- for PRN? Uh, P- PRN, Physicians Recommended Nutraceuticals. I have to admit, by the way, that I actually use the product for my dog as well. So we have, we have, a, we love this dog, and uh, I realize, you know, she has just some joint issues, and 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 the right concentration of omega threes are very important. And we've been uh, treating her for you know the past couple of months. Uh, she actually likes it, and I think it makes her eat her, her food more. Uh, oh, that's good. <laughs> we put two squirts on, which is which is always good because she prefers human food. Uh, which has the same problems that human food has for us, high in omega sixes and not in omega threes. So we we sell this in the practice. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not a big salesperson, but I think it's mm-hmm. so important. Uh, we, every patient who has dry eye leaves with a two month supply, and and it takes about six weeks to two months before it really starts kicking in. Those two things alone have literally, as I said before, transformed my practice. So uh, what is your PRMD what is your um. What is your website for our listeners to order your, this product? Oh, 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 actually, we don't. We just provide it for our own patients. Uh, my practice's oh. website is is uh, uh, p 
phxdryeye.com, phxdryeye.com, and also uh, PHX Eye Care. Quite quite amazing okay. when we open the offices. Uh, no one had taken Phoenix Eye Care or the Dry Eye Center of Arizona, so uh, we you know kind of grabbed great. Both of those. Yeah. So. All right. So, um, um, where's the website where so they those, would order this from? The product. Oh, from? oh, actually, they. Um, that's a great. That's a great question. I. They, all they need to do is look up um, PRN uh, Omega. Um, if they look up PRN Omega Pro Omega, I think it's Pro Omega Health. I feel I feel dumb. I'm recommending something that's great. I take I take it myself, by the way. I tell you know I I take four tab four tabs every morning. Uh, I tell patients you can do it in the morning. You can do it at night. I take it all in the morning because I always forget to do it at night, uh, okay. and I don't even know how to order it. I don't even know. But it, it it may be available from from their doctor, or if not, it's um, PRN Pro Omega Health. If they if they do a quick internet search, they should have no trouble okay, finding great. it. Okay, uh, great. And they, do, and they do sell. Stuff. And they do sell. Online. Oh yeah, it's the triglyceride based. That's the most important thing. The difference between triglyceride based and ethyl ester based products. Ethyl ester based products are very bio unavailable, so they get very little out of it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, add, I'll add what I said before. For we have a lot of contact lens wearers out there, and they're probably thinking, "Oh, my lenses get dry. My lenses are irritated." We've had really good success, phenomenal success with a. Uh, a new product from Bausch and Lomb, you know, the old venerable contact lens company that's been around for years. Uh, they make a new contact lens called the Ultra, which really was fabricated specifically for digital computer users. You know, we talk about digital computer use, you know, the smartphones and so on, dimension blinkly. Uh, this product actually uh, addresses that, and patients actually do surprisingly well. So the patients who have a tendency to a dry eye uh, and dry eye with contact lenses, this BNL Ultra seems to be uh, definitely a step in the right direction, if not a breakthrough. So that's another uh, area that's helpful. So is it um, P as in Paul? P as in Paul Ultra? Uh, o for PRN. Uh, oh, no, it's o- Ultra. No, just U-L-T-R. So B&L, Bausch and Lomb, B&L, uh, Bausch and Lomb, Ultra, so it's Ultra? U-L-T-R-A. Ultra. Ultra. Okay, that's Ultra. the name of the product, Ultra. Yep. Okay. And, that's, and that's available that's to, you know, to discuss with their, with their eye doctor. We also, right. discussed, uh, we also discussed Lipaflow and, and Lipaview. That's made by a company called Tear Science. That, again, is a, is a, you know, a medical procedure. Uh, and uh, that's available if you look up Tear Science. There's a wealth of information on Lipaflow, L-I-P-I-F-L-O-W. Uh, and we use that fairly routinely for uh, patients that have significant myobomian gland dysfunction. Very, very effective. Uh, we have uh, probably about 90-plus percent success and uh, literally changes people's lives. I, and, and that's also true of patients that, you know, have had, uh, you know, for example, Sjogren's syndrome. Sjogren's syndrome is a terrible immune disorder. It can be mild. It can be very severe. It creates dry eye, dry mouth. It literally dries out many of the, uh, you know, uh, different organ systems in the body. It's, you know, fairly fairly aggressive in, in some cases. And the dry eye is particularly difficult to manage because those people do produce last tears. Uh, that's also true of patients with arthritis and lupus and so on, immune disorders. But um, if you can keep the tears that the eye is producing by maintaining that roof that we talked about, that lipid layer, uh, the patients do well. And you know, one of my favorite stories, I think, back on this on this woman all the time. She was in her mid 80s, uh, miserable for years. Came in wraparound sunglasses. You know, just a, a face a mask of agony. Uh, long story short, I'll condense several months of treatment. You know, into you know into 20 seconds, we ended up treating her with Lipoflow, putting her on. Uh, the right nutritionals and and going through what we talked about with Avanova. And uh, at the end, she literally, she came back uh, a few months ago after a year follow-up. She looked transformed. She literally looked like she was 15 years younger. I almost didn't recognize her. She was an avid doctor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was was amazing. She said, you know what, my my friends... My friends always laugh at me and said, we don't have to hold mirrors anymore. And I said, I don't understand. Why would they hold a mirror? Because I, I'm not good with putting in drops. I had to put in drops every 10 minutes. Uh-huh, uh, and now uh-huh. they don't have to hold the mirrors. I don't, I don't use drops. That's the other thing. My goal is to not have to have patients use drops. And I tell uh-huh. that to my colleagues, and they look at me like I'm insane because 
That's what we used. We tried to replace tears. Yes, some products are better than others. Some mimic natural tears. We do have good products. But if I can get someone back to normal, normal people don't need to use drops. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you know, that's got to be the goal. And, and frankly, I've been successful in, in a large number of cases. And, and by the way, don't get me wrong. I, you know, that's... If someone has to use drops and they're comfortable, that's fine with me. I'm, you know, and if drops are part of the clinical treatment that works for them, that's absolutely fine with me. But if I can aim towards, you know, back to complete health, that's where I want to aim, and uh, and and that's mm. where I'd like to go. Well, Doctor Oster Epstein, you have by far exceeded our expectations today in teaching us about these eye ailments and coming up with some real solutions. I can't thank you enough for coming on our show. We've um, run out of time. If our listeners would like to um, have a consult with you, um, how do they reach you? Um, Did you want to give out your direct phone number to Phoenix Eye Care Center? Or sure, via sure, email. Absolutely. Yeah, well, email is generally easier because I can I can respond. If they want to call, um, they can call uh, the office at six zero two five four nine two zero two zero six zero two five four nine twenty twenty, and the email is phoenix eye care at gmail dot com. P H X E Y E C A R E at um, gmail dot com and. Any note, any question will be answered. Um, you know, I, that's one of the things that I like doing. I was the dry eye doctor on All About Vision, you know, for years. I, I now mm-hmm. um, answer questions on keratoconus. So I've always always been involved in, you know, trying to answer questions. I have people from literally all over the world sending notes and asking questions. I, I certainly don't Oh, that's that. wonderful. And, uh, uh, yeah, I try well, to. Well, thank I, you. I, I actually enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Thank you for doing this. Do. This is an absolutely wonderful show. This is a great, great show. And I, I'm honored oh, to be part of it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Continue your wonderful work. I applaud and you. And vice versa. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. 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 All right, listeners, that concludes our show for today. Just a fabulous show. Please join us again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Until then, be well. Bye-bye for now. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? <laughs>